everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff here, as always, with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to hear that you guys are doing good. Mm-hmm. How was your, your past week here? It was good. You know, New Hampshire. Getting it done. <laughs> the drug-infested den of New Hampshire. Exactly. We have been getting that uh, that n- n- notorious uh, n- nickname. It's unfortunate. Although- and then John Oliver t- doubled down and t- took an even greater shit on New Hampshire. He called us boring. <laughs> Sad. Well, our glorious governor would say the drug-infested den is down a little south in the great city of Lawrence, Mass. <laughs> is that what our governor said? Yeah, there was uh, infight, infighting between the mayor of Lawrence. Oh, jeez. It's a battle for who's more drug-infested den. I mean, I, I have my issues with, with Chris Sununu, but I, I can't say he's wrong uh, on this one. Sorry, everyone from Lawrence. It's Listening. A, it's a problem I hope no one has to deal with, and no one has to uh, try to get the blame off anyone else. Just take care of the problem, you know? Yeah, that's right. Take care of the problem. But uh, hopefully you guys weren't dealing with any of that stuff this week. Any? Uh... Not this week. <laughs> yeah, not this week. Stay steered clear. Didn't see Tony this this week. Mm. Um, but we will get right into uh, into Game of Thrones. Uh, obviously, great stuff to to talk about. Just cover a couple of to- topics first. Um, Chris, you watched. Uh, this was your big thing. Uh, you really made a huge deal out of it. You watching this movie, the the Dark Tower. Yeah, my favorite book series of all time, Dark Tower. Uh, finally came out with their movie. It was not good at all. It's bad movie. Very disappointing. I can't believe it. I I saw this movie with you, Chris. It was a disaster. Complete. Not good. It was a disaster. Crap fest. It was not a good movie. Why? The script was horrible. Idris Elba did a good job. He was all right. Did he do a good job, or was he all right? Well, the problem was he was like, the main character of the books was relegated to a supporting character in this movie. I mean, it was just so obvious from just everything about the movie, the way it was structured to the way certain elements of the story unfolded, just how much... How many people were were involved in the mm. in the Creative making of process. this movie, and how many conflicting ideas were were at play here? And that, it, that like it, they needed it to be lighter and less less dark. Dark tower. Lighter and less dark, <laughs> and they they needed it to be short, and they needed it to be a little silly, a little on the on the fantastical side. And all of that added up to just just an awful experience. Yeah, I think you'd be shocked. It was very bad. I think you'd be shocked about how much of that movie does not occur in the books. The um, the whole thing about the the like upstate psych psychologist that is used as a front to take kids. Mm-hmm. None of that is in the book. The chase through the city. None of that is in the book. What happens in the book is the man in black pushes Jake in front of a car and kills him. And then he wakes up in Midworld. Okay. There's no. It's like it's insane how much they changed to make Jake the like audience surrogate. And they don't even show Midworld that much. It's it's really weird. It's uh, and they they just sort of laid out like all the shit that we were going to be dealing with for 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 the for the duration, and then they gave us no reason whatsoever to care about any of it like it was just thrown at us with the expectation that we would like inherently care about some of the stuff because we like Idris Elba we like cute kids but there was just no work uh involved in exploring this world exploring these characters to to make the the audience care more more about them and their experience um and yeah my, my a big problem that I had is I tried to put myself in the mindset of someone like you who didn't really know anything about the books. 
there's so many phrases they throw around or like things that come out objects magical objects that he uses that are just never explained are really cool and i know the history of them because i've read all the books but like like remember when no. matthew mcconaughey like he opens this cabinet and there's all these balls yeah and he takes the ball he takes the ball and like slams it down and then all of a sudden he can do this magic stuff like those are called merlin's rainbow and there's a color each ball pertains to color on the rainbow and they each do different magical things and they're pretty crazy but you would never know that and they're no. used in one scene never explained and never thought of again you would never know that mike and it must never. be confusing for confusing and it just for mike. it just makes you wonder like who the hell was this movie for it wasn't for 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 lovers of the the original book series because obviously this movie is a giant slap in the face to them and it wasn't for people like me because they they put no work whatsoever into making us, making first time um, viewers of, of this world mm -hmm. care about anything. Another good example of presented. that. So who was this for? It was for they were trying. It's too many cooks in the kitchen. I think they were forced. It was for fighters. like like was thirteen year olds yeah, just like, just wanted to have a, a fun a fun night out and in some that's who they were trying to make it for summer August which night, which is really a shame. One last example on this. Is when they're in the when they're in the village next to. Remember when they're when he first gets to Midroll and he was like, "Past that forest, there's a village." Then they go meet those people. And remember, they're sitting at the table, and, and then the the head seer is like, "That's Roland of Gilead." And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And there's a hush over everyone. They're like, "No, Roland of Gilead, last in the line of Eld." Mike has no idea what that means, why that's important, or why everyone is, like, crazy about that. But they told him. But they didn't. Mike has no idea what Eld is. You can is. tell me something, but that, that, that's one thing. But then there's a, it's another thing entirely to make me invest in it and care about the outcome. And but if I were to tell you... There was none of that. And If I were to tell you, I just want to... I'm going to spoil something from the books because I know you're never going to read them. It's, Spoiler it's, alert. And it's interesting. It's interesting. It was really interesting to me in this movie. Okay, so the end. You're really never going to read them, right? There are eight books. Never read them? All right. So he gets to the tower at the end of the books. Okay, gets to the tower. The whole the, book is... The tower. The whole series is Roland's need, like obsessive need to get to the tower and see what's at top. Is God at the top? What's at the top? Maybe he'll speak with... That That wasn't addressed in the movie. No, not addressed. It's crazy. He's obsessed with the man in black. Very little actual talk about what about the tower for yeah. a movie called The Dark Tower. Okay, so he gets to... A bunch of crazy shit happens. He gets to the tower. He goes to the top of the tower. And Stephen King, specifically before he goes into the tower, writes a whole section. It's like Stephen King speaking to you. Like, I urge you not to read further... The, whatever I write beyond this will not fulfill what you want it to fulfill. Keep in mind, this is like two decades people have been waiting for this. Oh my god. Because the book series finished in 2002, he started in 79. He's <laughs> like, the journey, this book was always about journeys, and whatever I write here will not be as good as what you're thinking in your mind. And I'm like, oh shit, I have to keep going though. I have to know it. I'm like, and it's really cool because you're like, I'm as obsessed with what's at the top as Roland is in the story. So you're like, Man, this is Stephen King. Genius. He got me. Seems right. like a cop-out. It's not a cop-out. But so I keep re so you keep reading, and I think everyone keeps reading, and he gets to the top of the tower. And I won't tell you what's in the tower, but I'll tell you what's at the top. He gets to the top of the tower. And it starts over again from the beginning of the first book. And you learn that because Roland fucks, keeps fucking up, it's a loop every time. And then at the... At the at the end of the at the end at the end of the book series he has this thing called the horn of eld which is shown in the movie but he didn't have it in the beginning of the book meaning that things can change from cycle to cycle so the theory was is that because he has the horn of eld in this movie you can see it many times in the movie that this is a sequel to the books this is the second cycle the cycle that we only got a glimpse of at the end of the series mm. which is like insane that this is a secret sequel to the books, disguised as an adaptation for, yeah. everyone, for everyone else. Now, they never touch on this in the movie, 
It's all shit on. They never even bring up the Horn of Eld. You, you do see it in his backpack. But it, it, it gave them an out to say, like, of course this wasn't like the books because it was the new cycle. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Wait, so but at, at the end of the book, it just started over from the very first book? Yeah, and you learn that Roland has been in this, like, hell cycle for thousands of cycles. But was it the exact same text as the first book? You know? The beginning of the book, the beginning of the first book begins with maybe one of the greatest lines ever written. The man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. That's how the, that's how the final book ends. Ah, okay. But he has the Horn of Eld. Oh, very interesting. I bet no one thought they'd be getting a uh, book series spoiled for them on today's podcast. And the last thing I'll say is, remember in the beginning when the Sony logo comes up and it says, the Tech Corporation, and there's the turtle? Sort of. It was so cool. The Tech Corporation is from the book, and they, they made it seem like the Tech Corporation was like a production company. So it was so cool to see that. And Mike had some high hopes. Mike, yeah, I literally like, I was like, oh my God, I was so happy. I was like, the tech corporation, dude, Mike has no fucking idea. <laughs> okay. So that was cool to see. That was my, I just needed to get that off my chest. Let me quickly talk about uh, a show that I've been watching now called Ballers, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And that other guy, what's, what's that guy's name? Rob something. Cordry? I think so. Yep. Yes. Good job to all. And I think, Chris, you had mentioned this once, but the interesting thing about this show is that they use all of the NFL logos and yep. all of the teams. And the teams. Pretty cool. It's kind of like an entourage, but for football specifically. It is like an entourage. One of my faves. Yeah. And The Rock instead of Ari. Yes. The Rock has some... Problems though, but you know what I was reading? They didn't get the NFL license. They're just using them. Just the T. Te- oh, they're like paying out of pocket for No, them? they're just using them. Oh. And apparently it's not illegal. They can represent any of the NFL logos and, and any teams without buying licenses. The NFL wants you to think that you have to buy licenses, but as long as you don't lie, like you don't present them in a way that's untrue. It's legal to use them in media like like that. Wow. I was reading an article about this. And because NFL players have, you know, murdered people and done all this bad stuff, they can pretty much have anyone in the show do whatever they, they want. <laughs> but it is really like, you know, we're here in New England. They talk about the New England Patriots. They have Belichick on, on there. They're the, the, the main actor, who is Denzel Washington's son, the, the sorry, the main actor, the main, the main football, like, football player, player, like the guy he's the guy the Rock is representing. Uh, and I learned Denzel Washington's son was actually drafted by the Rams. Oh, okay. And then became an actor. I and mean, he's now he's playing a football player. He shows off some skills in the show. Seems like he would probably be a good wide yeah. receiver. We had Ed- Edelman was on the show. Yep, I remember that. And, and they said like you have to wake up early and do work in the off season. That's the the new New England way. Yeah, he says like "Welcome to the Patriot Way" or something weird <laughs> like that. He does, he does. But I've been enjoying the show just because it, it is sort of like a shittier entourage. Yeah, which probably scares and Mike. More specific, to think of a but more entourage. specific to football. A lot more football stars. Oh yeah, uh, but it, it just is so funny when I learned that they didn't get any permission and they use everything. Like they're they're at the NFL Players Association head headquarters, like with all wow. the all the official logos. And, That's and interesting. And they're saying like bad stuff about the teams too. Like oh the the blah blah blah. Like the like basically like oh the 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 Browns are 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 very shitty. Like all <laughs> all this like just like negative things about the. Teams that you you know that they don't want, so it makes me think. Wouldn't HBO like want to not make the NFL mad? <laughs> like that mm. clearly is, is not something that 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 pleases them. It seems like they have a good relationship with Hard Knocks. I know, but then they oh, go true. and use all their logos without their per- permission. I guess HBO is big enough; they don't really need to care. I guess so, but it's pretty good. Ballers. Currently now in its third season, I haven't gotten there there yet though, but I hope to get together soon. Now let's get into 
the the meat pie. <laughs> Game of Thrones, season seven, episode four. Yep, that's right. Spoil- More than halfway through. Spoils of war. Uh, let's just begin by saying, where does this episode rank? in all-time episodes for you guys getting a lot of hype getting a lot of like anti-hype i've 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 I've, yeah i've i've seen like oh you everyone just loves it because it just happened you know but how how would this this rank to you guys for me when ranking an episode of game of thrones you have to consider obviously the crazy awesome thing that happens at the very end, mm-hmm. but also all the stuff leading up to it. Yeah, and, sure. if, and if you're thinking before you get to that crazy part, like, "Wow, this is a, this is a really good episode of Game of Thrones. This could end right now. I'd be satisfied." I mean, that's that's the sign of of a top tier all time episode. Definitely. And that's kind of how I felt about Hard Home at the time, yeah. before the Ice Zombies uh, arrived. And now with Spoils of War. Like, this is an all-timer. Top five episode. So, so top five, if, if, if you had to rank it? Uh, I think I would probably go um, The Winds of Winter, Hard Home, and then maybe this one. Maybe. Okay. Chris? See, I was when you asked me to rank it, I was rank I, in my head I was ranking specifically battles. Well, you can give us that and then the the general. And in terms of that, well, I'd say definitely top 5, but this is in terms of battles? No, in in terms of everything, I'd say top 5, lower top 5. Cuz I think I think Battle of Blackwater gets overlooked a lot cuz it's kind of an old episode. But that entire episode. Oh, sure. Is like it's that valid. battle from beginning to end, and it's so well done and shows both sides. And then the wildfire explosion is something at that point. Like we'd never seen anything like that on television. It's like this insane. Oh yeah, I think it gets a little, it gets forgotten a little bit now, just because the scale of the battle is noticeably smaller. Yeah, just mm-hmm. because they're at the time they're operating with a lower budget. Yeah. Uh, lower a lesser idea of what what they could achieve mm-hmm. and accomplish um and so i'd say n- i mean now we're seeing just exactly what they can accomplish in, in these later season episodes i'd say four four yeah. Yeah. number four yeah the the thing to to me is every battle and this is again just about the battles for a moment i know that's not how you were just ranking that sure. one but this is my comment about the battles Every battle we've had, it's it's been like you you know like who like who you're supporting, right? right. Like, but with this one, it was just the whole time. Uh, I was like, it that, was like hell. Adding in that the element of just not knowing who to root for on either side is just complicated your experience of watching it so much. I mean. It's, it's it's unlike anything we've experienced with the show before, and it was it just made it all the the harder. Yeah. When Bron got on the scorpion, like how are you su- su- supposed to feel in that moment? Who who did you who were you pulling for? For for Danny, yeah, <laughs> but, but but it was torn. I, I, I was pulling I, for Drogon. Yes, <laughs> this but, episode uh, made me realize how much I love Drogon and how I, I don't want anything to happen to him. I've I've got to say when when Drogon came over when like it was this whole like well obviously it was awesome and everyone you know that the the arrival of the Dothraki and Drogon was 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 great but like the realization when Jamie said get get Kyburn's uh, scorpion I was like that's Drogon I was I was like I was expecting this shit to go down with one of the other dragons. <laughs> like only Drogon is here. I was, I, I was like, don't, don't t- no. <laughs> like it was coming together in my mind. Like they're taking out the, the device and only one, one dragon's here. <laughs> like it was very, ah, oh, it was crazy. And then just 
you know, well, let's, I, I guess, sh should we save the battle to, to talk about and go through the rest of the episode first? Yeah. Or? I feel like we're, we might as well just get it all out yeah, since we we're get, so Yeah, we can get into so the battle deep into it. I think uh, another another thing that I was thinking about, well, first, did anyone see the other celebrity cameo Game of Thrones that was in this episode? I saw that later online. Yeah. New York Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard was a Lannister soldier. And he throws a spear. No way. Oh, does he? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I saw the picture of him. Holy shit. He was Did a very tall that? man. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, not quite the uh, the Ed Sheeran ca cameo. But I thought, That's more uh, of a cameo that I like. I thought that was that was pretty cool. I will say, okay, is there any there there have been very few better like feelings than like the arrival of Danny in in that scene, <laughs> like in the entire show. That was amazing. What was also just so amazing about that sequence is how it was shot almost entirely from the point of view of Jamie. Yeah. And just to and watch Bron. the the dread and the horror and the shock and in his eyes sort of wash over him. Well, um, like he was remembering. It just, it just put in perspective just like, wow, may maybe if you were on the other side of this, like Daenerys would be viewed as, as a tyrant, no, no, no less than her father. Um, and when they first arrived and when Drogon, when she says Dracarys and Drogon lights up, all those Lannister men, and then you just get that still shot of the Dothraki sort of charging through the fire. Oh, that was crazy. That was like a scene of pure horror. <laughs> it was remarkable. Uh, yeah. Did either of you guys watch the behind the scenes video? Nope. Yeah. Not the one, like the one that they posted separately on their YouTube that was yeah, like. Yeah, it's like a 13 minute. Like, yeah. Behind the scenes. That was pretty interesting. The the most crazy thing to me was the the shots where Dro Drogon is is breathing fire on the whole caravan, like they actually blew up a bunch of stuff. Like it's, oh, it's you it could tell not like, all they, the fire, all it. the explosions was like practical. Like it it doesn't doesn't look fake because it's it's not fake. It's real. Yeah, it's making me worried about like, do you think there's like do they have the budget to do another? Like, do they have another one of these in them? I think, yeah. the oh, I think they do because they have three less episodes. That's true. I, I mean, we've already more. gotten... This was really our second battle of the season because we had the... High Garden. The, um, not the High Garden. The, uh, the Greyjoy fleet. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. Naval battle. Yeah. And the High Garden. Very not on not on screen. Mm, we I got casually rock briefly, briefly on screen. We got a little bit. We it's get like the fake pure out. pure extended like set yeah. piece yeah. of a battle. Um, so this is really number two. Do we need a number three? Is there a number three to be had? Where is this going? If it's not like there's not much more to to do, they're just they they have to fight. Well, I think they'll um. I, well, let me rephrase what I was saying. Then I th I, there might not be another battle, but I think there'll be a CG, another CGI heavy set piece this season. Yes, and there'll be more dragons. Sure, yeah, probably a dragon's going down. How can we? Th so this is four. We've got three episodes left, and we're going to get to the point where two other people or one other person is going to be riding dragons because they have to be 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 ridden. Is John gonna ride him? Do they have to be ridden? Because well, I mean, they don't to, have to be ridden. Go back to, to the exist, battle of Marine. Danny was only riding Drogon, and yeah. the other two just sort of followed suit. That's true. That's true. But it would be why, really dangerous. Why did to she not... only bring Drogon? Why did she not bother with the other two? You've only got a certain budget to. to <laughs> That's work what I was. With. I was thinking that that might be the reason. Maybe but we'll find out next week. I think it might be because she knows that they like have to be ridden. Although it makes sense, they they didn't ride them. When they were and Drogon is is always shown as the most like the testier one, so it makes sense that he would need to be ridden. Drogon is like her her special boy. Yeah, he probably wouldn't like to see her riding anyone but him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's true. 
He's a he's a mama's they've, boy. They've been through a lot together. Yeah. One thing I didn't like about this battle though was how many times Braun almost died or like saved someone from almost dying. Well, that I've been little. thinking a lot about this. I feel like Braun should have died. I think he should have died. That would have just been like period an explanation an explanation point on the episode. Yeah. Well, it would have felt more impactful, I guess, if yeah. if a beloved character like Braun died as a result of this yeah shout out reddit but he should have died many times but people on reddit were saying when he jumped off the scorpion he definitely should have died from that flame like the flame like absolutely (laughs) should have killed him yeah but i think you know if we're thinking about that braun and jamie like both not that they should have died like story-wise or whatever but like Come on, like from what we saw on screen. Yeah, which, like yeah. come on, they both should have died. That was ridiculous. The only reason I can think to keep Ron alive was would be to give him one last scene with Tyrion. Ron, Why yeah. else do you keep him alive? Well, let me ask yeah, yeah. ask ask you this. So, do you think we're gonna have a Ron and Jamie are prisoner situation next week, or will they escape? I'd be very disappointed if. It's anything but that. If like we come back and Jamie and Braun are like swimming out of this pond, and D- Danny and the Dothraki are just long gone, they're like, "Whoa, that was crazy! That, what a crazy <laughs> thing that was!" And, the, and then the, all is well, and they're they're free to go back to King's Landing. That that would be not good. That would be pretty bad. How else? Either J- Jamie is dead, which I don't think he is, yeah. or he's a he's now a prisoner of. Daenerys. He better be a prisoner. It's gonna be so lame if they. This would be the. This would be the third time. That Jamie, had become a prisoner of war. I think the big question it here is, is like a second. He oh, he was a prisoner of the Dorn. Yeah. With wow, the, I about that. Okay. Yeah. With all of this. With all of, like, T- Tyrion watching Jamie, that whole thing, and uh, obviously with, Jamie freeing Tyrion. Will, will Tyrion free? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think, I think that shit's going Tyrion, down. Uh, Jamie will be used pr- primarily as a bargaining chip, probably over Cersei. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Daenerys I, will probably want to kill him at some point. That'll be a test for Tyrion. I hope Tyrion doesn't set him free. But uh, it's a different situation. Jamie wasn't falsely accused of doing yeah. something. Jamie, and then. But Jamie is so important now. If if he is a prisoner here, that that will, I would imagine, impact a lot of Cersei's future decision making. Oh yeah, or will she just not even care? I mean, that'll be that that'll be a good way to reflect on her her mindset, where she's at, how far gone she is, and if word gets back to him that she she doesn't care. Like if if word gets gets back that she just wasn't in, interested yeah. at, at all, you know. I think um, I I want to talk for one more minute about Jamie though, because that was, you know, again, uh, shout out Reddit for some of my thoughts here. Thank you, but we just it was clearly so stupid for him to to, to charge. At, at the end there stupid but made sense but as, as a la- as a latch disc as no, a last ditch i think attempt at to end the war i think it was if anything an honorable thing where he said i might lose my life but i gotta try it's my only play here but i could end it right now you might remember back in season one when robert king robert told jamie a story do you do you remember about yeah. a young Highborn soldier charging Robert in battle. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember hearing things didn't thing. work out well. It was yeah. a uh, Tyrell, I believe. No, it was a Tarly. Oh, I think. Well, things are kind of full, full, full circle. But oh man, guys, go and check out. Maybe we could post a link to this on something. But someone has made an 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 edit of Jamie being shit talked by Joffrey about how he hasn't done any deeds and stuff like that and then like superimposed it with this battle and it's very emotional and very very cool but 
it just makes it makes you think about like all that you know when you see him like he does not look like pissed off when he's charging he he does not look like fury he just looks like his face is just like torn like like he doesn't I, yeah he, you know? he's got to do it and it's a miracle he was saved at that last second by Braun. I swear to God, the writers. If Braun swims down, takes off all of his armor underwater, because that boy is not coming up. You know, he's 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 got all this armor on. The golden hand. Like, you think Braun's gonna sw- swim down and take all of his armor off, and then bring him up, and then escape? It better be like. You know, some of Danny's men go in and and grab them mm. because I swear, like we're starting to get to the point where Bron is like superhuman, which I I've, think is. I've also heard it criticized, um, the idea that Bron was acting more selflessly than he has in the past. He was willing to to put his life on the line to save Jamie yeah. and to take down the dragon. Like in the past, he's sort of been more about his his own well being. True, unless um, he just realized if if Jamie's dead, then he doesn't get anything he was promised. True, that's yeah. very true. But still, I think or he, he might, definitely. But was... I understood why why he was doing what what he did. Like in the heat of the battle, these these fuckers are trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was, wants his his revenge. He was contracted to do a job. He's and he agreed to do that job, and this is what happened while he was doing the job. It's true. It's true. I uh Okay, also one one more question. How how bad do you think Drogon is hurt? I mean, when he first got hit, I thought it was a lot worse than, than it ended up being cuz he he started falling down. Like yeah. I think it's just the surprise factor. He, he had never hurt. been hurt as bad as he was. Sorry. Did you guys think though that he might go go down like that he when he, he might first got hit second. and he started like tumbling out of the sky yeah yeah but then we get a, sh- a, a glimpse of it not on his head but like on his shoulder yeah and then i started i started screaming at the screen you're fine you're fine <laughs> <laughs> well there's something so i i guess i didn't notice it in that scene so they definitely called it the scorpion the machine a scorpion yeah. it did i think for that was the first time it's okay right yeah so when i hear the word scorpion makes me think of poison tip arrow there has been some talk about this on Reddit as as well, Chris. The way Drogo went down. Yeah. The way Drogon's name namesake also went down with a shoulder injury. Also fun fact, first first time I ever put that those two two together is that Dr- Drogon was named for Drogo. I'll, and that's why she loves us, yeah. I'll join you there. I, I also didn't, didn't, <laughs> I always didn't realize. Wondered what, yeah. I had always wondered where Drogo came from. It makes Drogon a whole lot of sense. From. Makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole yeah, lot of sense. <laughs> um but <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking very unlikely that that's the case because wouldn't like who knows that hu- human poison works on dragons? Yeah, like Bron probably would have had to lather those those arrows. It up. would be wise to to do something like that. It would also be wise for Danny to not, now knowing what they have at their artillery to. Maybe plan plan for this going forward. Maybe maybe armor these boys up. Mm-hmm. Maybe armor herself up. She she better. She better. I mean, it, I mean, I on. said this last week. Like, if she's gonna be riding on these dragons and the the, the fire of, of battle, she better not just wear these like thin silky dresses. Like, what is she doing? I know. Wear that, wear a helmet. I was looking for some badass armor. If one of those arrows, come on. If like, one of what those, do you have like, to lose? I know, yeah. What do you have have to lose? It was though, like, it was also funny. Someone on Reddit was saying, like, Noah Syndergaard was the only uh, guy without a helmet on. <laughs> like, it, it's just like if you're a lead actor, like you, mm. you gotta have your your. Jamie your doesn't have on. a helmet. Didn't he have like a, someone had like their helmet? Oh, maybe it was Noah. But um, and then like Braun wasn't even wearing any armor of any kind. Well, that's you, sort of you gotta keep thing. in mind they didn't it think they were gonna big, be they didn't know they were gonna be attacked. They thought they were just cur- couriering some gold. They probably should have been a little bit more prepared for, for something yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought was cool? Like, when Dickon like, saves Jamie in that little moment? Mm-hmm. 
like that's like a cool thing that's gonna end up like written in a book or something, right? Like that that Dickon like saved saved him, like an honorable yeah. deed. Like we're 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 sort of like seeing like things that are going down in history, history in the making. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. I love when they talk about things in the show that we've already seen, like from the past, as though they were like the, these epic parts of, of of history. That is really cool. I can't think of any right right now. Like the Blackwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the Red Wedding, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That and, is um, really cool. In in there's one scene where I think it's the scene where Jamie is talking with Joffrey about not doing deeds or whatever, and they're looking through an old book of the Kingsguard, the the Book of Deeds. Yeah, is that what it's called? Maybe. And uh, they flip to a page about um, Sir Duncan the Tall, and they never say the word Sir Duncan the Tall, but it's on the screen, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's the main character of the prequel short stories. Ah. Try the uh, the Adventures of Duncan Egg, Sir Duncan Tall. That's very cool. So it's really cool to, you know, that that, that character made history, eventually became Kingsguard. The whole world. Yeah. Should we talk about Winterfell? What happened at Winterfell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's look into... Uh... Look into Winterfell. So we had a couple of things ha- happen here, right? Mm-hmm. A few, uh, a few different happenings over at Winterfell. I don't know. If you guys want to start with maybe the uh, the Littlefinger Bran action? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that bleeds into the next one. So, or I guess yeah, we could say maybe the the Mira, or no, it was Littlefinger, Littlefinger first, Finger, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Littlefinger first. What do you guys think think about that? A little uh, call callback. Yeah. The look in Littlefinger's eye when Bran said, chaos is a ladder. <laughs> yeah. I was telling. The first time he's ever really been caught, you know? I mean, I think that the jig has to be up, right? Bran, <laughs> Bran, if Bran knows that one specific line, you would think he knows a lot more about what Littlefinger has done. Yeah. yeah, where he is. That's probably the first time where Littlefinger doesn't understand what someone else is capable of. Mm. Yeah, when he, when he's a little pushed back, like he wasn't expecting that. When yeah. he's not, he doesn't have the upper hand. Mm. I'm not sure if I, th- I think you might have mentioned this last last week, Mike, but like how Littlefinger like is so used to l- like dealing with normal world stuff, or maybe it was you, Chris, like just just dealing with like the the political aspects of, of, of things and that. And like, then he has to deal with like brand being a magic man. <laughs> like he, yeah. he, he just doesn't know how to, how to deal, deal with it. Yeah. I wonder so, that dagger is important one because it's of the history with the Starks, but also because I believe it's Valyrian steel. Yes. Uh, which is in short supply in the North. So could come into, and now it's in the hands of Trueborn potentially the most dangerous, human being in Westeros. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it's going to come up later in some, in some way. I was glad to see. Uh, I think we had a discussion about this. Brand did get the, the wheelchair. Yep. yep. Got this wheelchair. Nice. Uh, Game of Thrones wheel- wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a wheelchair on the show before. Oh yeah. Who? The King of Dorne or the Prince of Dorne. Oh yes. So wheelchairs already canonically in the Game of Thrones universe. There you go. Yep. Uh, Mira didn't seem to have ever seen one be- before, though. That she would have liked long, one. It's a long way from <laughs> yeah. Dorne. She is like the, the the person that is most affected by by that that wheelchair. Yeah. What did you guys think about Bran's uh, interaction with Mira? I think it's telling of. I think it's just trying to show us that Bran. We're seeing less and less of Bran, and he really is accepting this. Pretty fucked up. Yes. How much of a of a shell he is of his of his former self, Mike? When you're enlightened, petty so human enlightened. squabbles, human feelings. There's so, you're dealing you're dealing on such higher levels. I know. Shit it's too much, too high level. You don't have really. time to deal with like human emotions. Just I, I don't recall Bran. Being like this last season. Like, uh, he's not Bran anymore. He's the Three-Eyed Raven, so. 
That explains that. But he was a three-eyed raven at points last season, and he was was not this. He was learning how to be. He was learning how to be a three-eyed raven. He hadn't had his vision yet. He died in the cave. But after they left the cave, he was still Bran. It's true. When he when he saw Uncle Benjen, he was he was a little excited to, to to see him. And when he that's true. Yeah. And when he dragged his way over to the to that to the tree to. Like completely understand what happened at the Tower of Joy. Like that was still Bran. Like seeing his father and seeing the birth of John. Like you saw in his eyes this this recognition of of his of his family of his of his self. And now that's all been washed away in between seasons. Um, like what happened in between? Mm-hmm. In between that moment when he used the, what happened at Tower of Joy where he is now like they were pretty close to the wall at that point yeah i know what yeah it was probably just just days later (laughs) Uh, it must have been a hell of a trip right like did he (laughs) did he park himself at that tree for the next like three months (laughs) yeah that is i guess it's just a new brand that we have to uh we have to accept now though Mm -hmm. i hope that i hope there's something to to wake him up you think we time. we might we we might get him a little bit like even the three out the old um old man scabby man in the tree the three-eyed raven class three-eyed raven the former three-eyed raven he 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 had some humanity in him he he did he wasn't a complete just empty vessel but that was after probably i don't know decades centuries of that who knows this is a young man trying to deal with all these being recently enlightened it was a hell of a couple days (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean you think a young man he's at he's back at his home he's seeing his family for for the first the first time maybe he maybe he had just realized that he's not really at his home oh i think he he's he's happy to be home what is a home i don't know at this at this point now he probably wants to go underground and commune with the tree. He's really in that sweet spot where, like, he's not acting like he cares about any, any of his family, but then also he's like unable to tell anyone anything of substance except for that one line to Littlefinger. <laughs> like, I w- wouldn't he if he's like really into these visions and stuff now? Wouldn't he say like anything that matters? Like he could have told or, like, everyone the so only, much. The only experience of Sansa's that he can recall is like the worst night of her life when she gets married to. To uh, Ramsey, like what? I, what I see it as is like talk about something that might make her feel good. Like what I see it as is like when he meets with people, like say I'm the three eyed raven right now. I'm just getting bombarded with like visions, like bam, 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 bam. I've seen your whole life. I've seen all your intimate moments. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's just trying to, he's trying to navigate that the, all the craziness, and he's picking out things that he sees. He's talking with Littlefinger. Littlefinger. I was like, oh, this is it was an important moment in your life that I'm seeing all of a sudden. Uh, the ladder line. Bang! He says it. Man, these are some crazy hand gestures. Yeah, I wish uh... that's all. <laughs> but that's all. Uh, I just want to note for the listeners: I was making no hand gestures. No, like, no. Chris is getting really to... animated here. Well, because I'm trying to relate to you guys the just a fraction of the insanity that he must feel in his mind. You're a staunch Bran Stark defender. I just think that you guys are underestimating okay. what it's like to be enlightened in that in the way that he You're is. Right. You 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 know what it's like to be like Chris knows. Yeah, I think I'm further Chris up. Goes, the, I think I'm further up the ladder of enlightenment than you guys are. Uh, I feel like someone that was truly enlightened wouldn't. Chris be goes so in the pres- float tanks. Sumptuous. What? Yes. What? Chris goes in the float tanks. Yes, it really. All of his co- commentary here is really very much fl- float tank based. <laughs> I think uh, that's a certainty. That's uh, that's ab- absolute. Let's talk a little bit about the Aria. Brienne scene. Let's talk Arya Sansa first. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I I forgot that all the ha- so Arya's or arrival, right? Yeah. Arya's arrival. She sneaks. She gets the guards to let her in, but then she sneaks past them. Did either of you guys think when she was gone, when they looked back, that Arya might have just said, "I'm I'm all set," and and just for a second there, peace peace yeah. out. I I I thought maybe. <laughs> It would be so like the show to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like we get so close, like she's sitting. Well, that's in what the... happens. That's what happened at the the Vale when the Hound tried to deliver her to <sighs> Lady Aaron. Yeah, and they were turned away at the gate. Mm-hmm. And in the previous episode, she did like have that meeting with uh, Lady. She said, she echoed the line where she said, "It's not me." You mean Lymeria? Lymeria, yeah. Lady was Sansa's right. Um, said it's not me. So I, I was thinking maybe like she realized, maybe in the same way that Bran that like Winterfell isn't her home anymore, and her home is out True. in Westeros, killing fools. But nevertheless, she stuck around. She did to reunite with with Sansa. We finally got like a legitimate. I'm happy to see you, Stark family moment. Yeah. Well, I get you know. We did get the Sansa John. Yes, that that's true. But I was a little bit afraid that Arya might be a little bit like weird too. So I wasn't sure what. to I expect. mean, we kind of have seen glimpses of Arya, sort of not. Not her typical Arya, not as her typical Arya self in the earlier episode. She kind of had that that blank, affectless look on her face that that Bran had. But it, it it was great to see that no, she's still she's still Arya at at heart, and she <laughs> can still carry a conversation, and she can still reunite. That sounds. She can still demonstrate love and affection for. For people in her family. Yeah. I was afraid Sansa might get the hot pie treatment. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yep. But no, it was a she lot. She seemed like her, her normal chipper self. Yeah. It was... Uh... How can you not be? But at the same time, home? it was never lost on, on either of the, the two women, like how much they've they've endured mm-hmm. over the, the run of the show. Not that they're finally re- reuniting... It was nice. Do you, mm-hmm. do you think we'll get the uh, the John John meeting everyone next next I week? I don't know. Well, John, how long is John planning on sticking around? Well, like I, I keep know. saying, in the trailer we see John cut someone down with a sword in the snow. If you haven't seen yet, so it's a lot of traveling. I don't know. Happened in one. I was surprised. I was surprised he was still there. I, honestly, I thought he would have been gone with with the Dragonstone. He better be. But then he ha- he has some business to take care of with Danny too. And just should should we move on to to that? Sure. Just the way the way that they interacted in this episode, and just sort of the the way everyone's now talking about it, lead leads me to believe that there's some unfinished business there. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> That we may be maybe getting some some more steamy scenes between the two of them, making eyes at each other. Yeah, and I did like the uh, I did like the reveal of the cave paintings with the children of the forest and the men working together to mine the uh, dragon glass. I thought that was really cool. It probably goes a long way in proving to Daenerys that there is this supernatural threat on on its way down, and. Like a shout out to the children of the forest. Haven't seen them in a long time. Um, I was in peace. I was unhappy with their CGI or non CGI versions that they had. I remember you being upset. Yeah, it changed, changed them to non CGI characters. Um, but yeah. Can I just ask this? Someone brought brought this up on something I was reading. Why do they need like a ridiculous amount of of dragon glass? <clears throat> Isn't there only like a handful of, of of White Walkers, and aren't they the only ones that can be hurt by Dragonglass? We're... I don't think we know how many White Walkers there are. But isn't there like weren't they the four like the special no, four guys? I think they're like, like quite a lot. I think in the in their first reveal where we see the uh, it was like season two's final scene or something when um, Sam mm. is stuck up in the snow and they see the White Walkers come. I think there's like a lot of them on the on the horses. Oh, okay. Because there's like the Night King. Then there's. I think what we we see mostly are like the lieutenants. Yeah. The generals. There's the Night King, the like lieutenants and generals. And then there's like the very generic White Walker, which is like the one that we saw on that horse, mm. like that has the long hair. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So then they they do want a good amount of of, 
Dragon and also, they don't. They really don't know. Like, they don't know if Dragonglass is better at fighting the whites. That's true. Normal weapons. All they know is like these. These weapons are preferable to. Like, we need to do anything we can to get an upper hand here. Yeah, yeah. So mine all we can. I um. I've heard this solution proposed. Um, to 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 settle the whole bend the knee, fight with us up north, um, feud. Um, marriage alliance. That's an obvious. Yeah. Is and that then, where we're we're headed with this? I think so. We're we're gonna have to be head there real quick. Like, we only have three episodes left. It makes it almost makes too much sense. It does make sense. I mean, to to unite these these kingdoms. In service to. Your greater good. Your war with Cersei, and as well as well as the the, the war up north. Um, you think either of them would go for for that? I do. Yeah. Uh, I think Daenerys would would want it before John. Mm. But like, is John? I don't think John is interested in these these squabbles, these 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 southern customs of marriage yeah. alliance. All he's interested in is. Taking up, taking care of business up north. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the pace is just. I'm just happy that we've, you know, we had that scene, the Grey Worm sex sex scene that. It, it took up a lot of time, Chris. <laughs> Let's just be well honest. worth time. It took up a lot of time that. I'm I'm just happy we haven't had any more like like that, and I hope that. Next, uh, you know, anything can can happen at this point. Like they they could just they they could just be be married at the end of next ne- next week. Like we're moving along. Yeah, it could be just a mm. what's it called? Like a quick just a qu- a quick marriage. An elope. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shotgun like, wedding. It could just be I'm heading back out north. Let's get let's get the job done b- before I. Leave. So does John take her her name her last name? God. She isn't taking snow. <laughs> That's a great question. It it was also funny when uh Well he he is a Targaryen and that is his true last name. He doesn't yeah. know yet though. <laughs> will he find out right when he gets back to Winterfell? I feel like Bran will like that's gotta be what Bran's gonna tell him, right? He said he needs to t- to talk to him. Ugh, I don't know, man. Oh my god. What did you guys think about the Jon Snow Theon uh, sp- special moment? Oh, sorry. Before we it. say that, sure. I thought of a crazy thing that could possibly happen. Prediction, please. We've seen the three-eyed raven plant visions in Bran in previous seasons. So what if three-eyed raven Bran plants a vision of Sean Bean returning in his role of Ned Stark in Jon's mind? Fulfilling his promise. To, to, to what? Tell him what to his parentage mo- is? Tell him who his real mother is. that your just natural, natural, original thought? literally just thought that up right here. Chris, you should write a little ScreenClub.com <laughs> blurb about this. How crazy would it be if Sean Bean reprised his role as Ned Stark? I have thought it's about It's making me like teary-eyed just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> oh my God, Because if, if Bran really knows all, then he knows that promise happened. Chris, we've got to spread the the, the word write about a, this. Write a write a Reddit post. <laughs> I think let's let's share this on Reddit, but let's do it through a nice little screening club blurb that that you write a little mini sure. article. Okay. Sure. I want to say, and maybe like a nice clickbaity title, like "Could this Game of Thrones actor be returning this season?" <laughs> <laughs> With the picture of not Sean Bean. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Yeah. With a picture of um, the right. actor who played Rob Stark, I can do a picture of the uh, all the Starks lined up in season one. Or how about just like a really sh- shitty co- collage of everyone that's that's or Yeah, died. I could do. I could take one of those like EW pictures, shitty promotional pictures that they take <laughs> of like all the all the stars together. How crazy would that be? I think I think the 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 best title would be. Could this Game of Thrones character, could, could the Game of Thrones character we all thought was dead be returning? The answer will blow your mind. 
And then it's just Chris's theory. The answer is, I hope so. With, with a slideshow. <laughs> with with, with like four worded captions. We'll certainly look, with these look into this. But, well, there's nothing to look look into. But we'll we'll look into spreading the word. But you enjoyed the Theon uh, Jon Snow re- reunion yeah, of sorts? it was a nice little scene. And it's just unexpected. Unexpected, sure. And just, I just love the way Alfie Allen as Theon played it. Like, yeah. There were so many conflicting beats that he played. He was just like, oh, John, didn't know you'd be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, the guy is just so defeated. <laughs> and he's got nothing left. <laughs> and he just wants to get his sister back. Yeah. He doesn't have time to deal with. He, he's already paid for all the crazy, awful shit that he's done. Yeah. <laughs> It, that sums like it up four yeah. times over. <laughs> like, uh, John, just don't come on. Be nice to him. He's uh, been through a lot. Oh my god, it was. Uh... If he didn't sack Winterfell, someone else was going to. Surely, <laughs> the, yeah. The uh, the Boltons were, were Boltons were going to do that anyways. Yeah. My God, it was. Uh... Still, it was just completely random, not not random, but completely unexpected and very tense. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Just a little mini, uh, <laughs> like, in between everything oh, yeah. going on. I really liked it. And it was, you also rem- reminded that Theon, back in Winterfell days, when they were all living there, was a giant dick to John. Oh, um, yeah. He, he really kind of laid into the whole bastard thing. Yeah. It's so that's Game of Thrones, man. Like it's just, but again, he's, he's, paid, he's paid the price. Yeah, but does John think he has? He, he, he did say Sansa's probably told him some yeah. things. He said, "Yeah, you'd be dead right now if you didn't." Anything else about the Dragonstone scenes before we touch a little bit on King's Landing? Excited well, to see what happens next. So. King's Landing, it was just the scene between Cersei and the Iron Bank guy, right? Yeah, I think it was basically. Just... I do not like that guy. Why? Don't don't like his writing, or just don't like him as a character? Just, he's Weasley. <laughs> he's an emissary for a bank. What the Iron Bank is all about. It's so Weasley. Um, I feel like he's a little easily swayed. Should I should I say? Well, you know, there's one takeaway from that scene, and that was the idea of the the golden army the iron bank investing in this this golden army yeah from essos the golden company golden company excuse me uh like okay so cersei's gonna get some more more soldiers apparently they could be real crazy i don't like that but that's all contingent on them paying their debts and now now the Targaryens have a large factor of them paying their debts. The Targaryens, it was made clear that the money made it over the gate. The gold made made it through. He's letting walls. The gold, it did. Oh, I missed that. That was the opening thing. Yeah, that the gold made it through. I double checked that. But yeah, there has been some whispers that I've been reading online though that Tywin was not paying it back because he knew that if they had that to pay back to the iron bank and that they were paying interest then they would keep their vested interest in them and now that cersei has paid back everything they really can do whatever they want so there's a theory that the bank will now even though they're acting like oh it's all good they're just doing it to completely cut ties with them and now the bank is free to do what whatever Mm. they they want but I was reading a little bit about this Golden Company. Uh, I don't know if you guys had ever heard heard of that, but I looked up a little bit of the background on them. Founded by a Targaryen bastard. Well, it's founded by just Westerosi exiles. Well, there are. Right. This might this is might be a book spoiler thing, but it's probably it's probably never coming up in the show. But now that you now that you say it, uh, in the books, there is a second Targaryen bastard in Essos. But apparently it's he or she is not a very important character. Well, 
founded by that Targaryen bastard. And I don't know. Should, should, should I say this other thing I learned? I don't like it's, it. Has nothing to do with the show. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That Targaryen bastard, it said. Well, I, I guess so. This is the other Targaryen bastard I don't know that's if in the show. I don't know if, how many Targaryen bastards there are. Well, it says this guy's brother, the brother of the guy that founded this golden co- company, is the arch rival of the guy that taught the, the Blood Raven. The what? guy that taught Bran. Oh, Dread Raven? Yeah, is that? Well, this is uh, Bl- Bl- Blood Raven. Maybe in the, are you on the books wiki or the show's wiki? I'm I'm not on a wiki. I I, I just co- copied some information uh, from looking around a couple. Well, they of might be talking places. about information from the book, and maybe in the book it's called the Blood Raven. This says he's arch rival of the person that trained Bran to be the Three Eyed Raven. Okay, it's just an interesting back backstory there, Chris. Interesting. Yeah. I hope that we don't waste waste time on these these people, and certainly I hope that they don't bring any dr- dragon killing to fights. Yeah, I just. I don't want to waste time on these guys. I just can't be bothered <laughs> right now to care about them. Yeah. Any other thoughts for us going into next week, guys, on Game of Thrones? Uh, I can't wait to see Cersei's reaction to this. How much of the army did they take out? Like that—that that was just a part of their their army, right? Yeah. I feel like it was a lot. It was I, a I lot. Feel like probably it was, a lot. was most of the Lannister. Charlie, any other that would be a Bannerman huge forces. blow. That would be a huge blow. Now she still has Euron's fleet, mm. which can go anywhere and do anything at all. And have all this times. unlimited, infinite number of, of men and yeah. ships, <laughs> however many the story requires. It's true, but apparently they can only fight on on ship. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Very true. No, no, no. You're on this um, this episode. I think either. a part of why a part a good part of this accelerated pace means I, anything could happen next week. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I'd say I'm excited for the unknown. By how far we've seen you're on travel within one episode. Imagine how far this man can travel if we don't see him for a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Man right. might have already ta- taken out the the Night's King. Well, I don't watch the next week on, so maybe. So I'm just. Speculating I didn't watch this week either. But I feel like next week we're probably checking in with Torment and the goings on up at the wall. Okay, would be nice. We're maybe. getting close. Well, do you do you guys know the name of next week's episode? I don't. What is it? No. Do you want to know? Yeah. Sure. We got. I believe it's Eastwatch. What? Eastwatch. Oh shit! As in Eastwatch by the Sea. There it is. <laughs> yep. Manchester by by the Sea. One of Mike's fa- f- favorite films. Certainly. I hope the episode's not not like that. <laughs> Might be uh, unsuspecting. There's unsuspecting death in both of those pieces of media. That's true. So we're gonna get some probably White Walker action then. You know the hound is uh, headed up there. It that's a good guess, but it could just be getting ready for White Walker action. Do you think we're ever gonna get like some sort of communication between the the humans and the White Walkers? Like some sort of like. like I think that's parlay. very important to establish, just some sort of sentience on the part of the White Walkers. Some reason as to why, like, just to understand them a little bit. Beyond just they, they're coming for you to kill everyone <laughs> to end the world as we know it. That that's so important. I feel like, and I so I hope you get something like that. I would love to give us just a little something. You uh, know, some part of me just likes just this dead threat. Just this. But that's just soulless that's kind of empty, threat. though. You know, that's... what makes this clash between D- Danny and Cersei so great is that we we understand them and care about them. I know, but that's that's a different threat. This is, and you get that, and then you get this ominous, dark threat. Sure. Which is scary in, in, a, in an entirely different way. If you want ominous, ominous, dark, empty, soulless, anonymous threats, just go watch The Walking Dead. Just absolute evil, though, without any, like, there's just nothing else there. We're just supposed to 
Like they they just have absolute evil and game that doesn't seem very get games of throny, you know. It doesn't seem games of throny. The White Walkers have been a threat for like seven seasons. They've been a mystery, but if they show up and no, they're still just absolute evil with, they've been with a nothing threat. else, they've been a legitimate threat. Hard home. What would you guys do if like all of a sudden like it's it's the the Night King and Jon Snow and he just says. Like the 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 Night King says, I'd I'd like to have a conversation with with you. Like he he just starts starts talking in the uh, in the books when the White Walkers talk, they say that it, uh, White Walkers talked. Yeah, in the books when the White Walkers talk, spoiler, it says. Well, uh, let me finish, Jeff, and it won't be a spoiler, okay? The books when the White Walkers talk, it says that it sounds like broken glass, like ice mm. shattering. Whoa. It's a little bit of a spoiler. No, it isn't because they've they've yelled. They yell in the show. They talk in the same way that they talk in the books mm. on the show. Well, we'll have to see. But before that happens, can you guys share where we can find you on online? Twitter.com slash that Morris and screeningclub.com. Same, same, same. At linguistics underscore. On Twitter. Cool. Underscore? Still. Okay. You can find me at Jeffem now on Instagram at the Jeffem. And you can find all of us, as the guys said, at screeningclub.com, where you can find more articles, insight, and you can share your thoughts. You can also send us thoughts and comments to screeningclub at gmail.com. Remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast. We really appreciate it, and we love hearing your feedback. And guys, until next week, I hope you enjoy your uh, your week of entertainment. Too. Yeah. Awesome.